This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. I mean, we just keep coming back. We're never <laughs> leaving. This is Season 5, Episode 7 of the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. Yay! I think it's been a full year. I think it's been a full year as of this week. That's insane. Ashley, it's been a great year with you. Um, you just keep getting better. Oh my God, stop. Thank you. Uh, Ashley, we missed you last week. I, I missed you guys. I all Los Angeles to see you, and uh, you disappeared onto the East Coast. How was your trip? It was really good. Um, I just, I went all over the place, but it was basically New York and Virginia. Um, I went to a Bon Jovi concert with one of our favorite producers, uh, Pete Scalatar. Uh, he used to work on the show. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I saw two Broadway shows, Kinky Boots, which was outstanding, and Mean Girls, which wasn't as much of a fan. Sometimes don't mess with the original. And uh, then I went home to Virginia to see my mom on Mother's Day. That's amazing. Well, welcome back to Los Angeles. Hey, everyone, I'm telling you right now, if you've for some reason fallen uh, into the podcasting world and you came across the Almost Famous Podcast and you're asking yourself right now, what is this? And I don't want to listen to these two people any longer. I'm telling you, hold up for one second, because here within the next five minutes, we are about to make podcasting history. We are going to have a surprise guest on this podcast that I believe might make Ashley Iconetti faint. I'm not, I'm not joking with this. Wait, so you know the podcast? Next- you know the podcast super guest? <laughs> surprise guest? Um, yes, I do. Is it Lance Bass? Ashley, just uh, pause for a second here because we got to get into Bachelor News before we bring on our surprise guest. Uh, Bachelor News, Ashley, we came across a little article this week uh, from an interview between Andy Cohen and Charlize Theron, which Mm -hmm. is wild to me that she is even commenting on The Bachelor. But she blasts past Bachelor Ari Leindyke, but really promotes and supports Becca's uh, next run as a Bachelorette. Isn't it crazy to think that, you know, A-list actresses or actors or celebrities get so involved in the show? Well, she got Sean Penn into the show back when they were dating. And I remember Caitlin watching. I think uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel when it was my season. And he was talking about how much he loved Caitlin and hoped that she was the next Bachelorette. And it was just like Caitlin was just astonished and yeah again i mean charlie's there it's it's that's no b-list celebrity that is straight a-list it's pretty cool it's, it is really cool uh not a fan of ari huge fan of becca I'm, i mean we said it last week on the podcast i don't know if you're able to hear it or not actually becca ha- will be walking into becoming the bachelorette as probably the most supported and um loved bachelorette ever i don't because, know you know come on jojo everybody was obsessed with jojo I get it. No, Joe, I mean, we've had amazing bachelorettes. Like, we could go through the list and, and compare. But I'm telling you, Ari might have done Becca uh, the most uh, supportive thing ever by breaking up with her on national TV because now everybody loves her. I mean, he, 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 it was sad and it was tough at the time. But now nobody wants to see Becca fail. Everybody wants to see her succeed. Uh, she's walking into the season, I think, loved, completely loved. Is it weird that I don't even really feel bad for her anymore because because like he sucked so bad pertaining to like her storyline that I'm like just I'm so happy for her to have gotten away from that. I I kind of agree. (laughs) Okay, yeah. The other day, I was like, 
Yeah, I, I wanted to say it myself, and, and I'm glad you did because it's true. Like, I don't feel bad for it all anymore. I mean, no. Yeah, it was terrible. It was sad. But she's doing just fine. Speaking of doing just fine, we got a glimpse of her guys this week. Uh, there was a, a little uh, commercial that came out. What about the chicken guy? I mean, every year there's something weird going on. But what makes this guy think, I'm going to try to find my wife? And so on that first impression, I'm going to dress up in a chicken suit. Would you be into that? Why is there so many chicken themes in The Bachelor? Remember a couple of years ago we had Chicken Girl? That was my season. Oh, that was. How'd you respond yeah, to that? that I mean, it's just kind of weird to have a chicken like on a first date sitting next to you. Like It just doesn't. <laughs> it's not exactly the most attractive thing. When there is literally somebody like behind camera cleaning up chicken poop with a towel during your date. Did she bring her chicken pet to the house? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure she did. The weird, I still will never get over how that girl had a pet chicken and she also ate chicken. I remember she was yeah, in paradise for like 12 hours and she was like, chicken's just so healthy for you. Like I can't not eat it because of the health benefits. I'm like, bitch, come on now. You can eat a lot of things in replacement of of chicken. Yeah, but actually, I got to be honest. I lived in Peru uh, for a while, and I ate guinea pig, and I used to have pet guinea pigs. You ate guinea pig, and you had a, a pet guinea pig? Yeah, that's a thing. In Peru, you eat guinea pig, and at one point in my life, I had pet guinea pigs, and I'd still probably get a pet today if I could. I don't get it. <laughs> What do you mean you don't get it? It's the same thing. I mean, I don't get how you can do that. Oh, oh it's, it's a little different. I, how do you separate that? That's like me eating a dog. Uh, you Well, it, yeah, I guess in a sense it is. Well, you just understand that Fluffy doesn't taste as bad as you thought he did. Oh, my so. gosh. Just, this goes back to all the things that you were brainwashed when you lived in the mid, you know, growing up in the Midwest, how your grandpa used to... No, whatever. We're not going to get into it. Never, <laughs> I, I was never brainwashed. We just like our animals. Like we we support uh, we support the eating of animals. Um, I also support the not eating of animals. So I support everything. I guess I don't know. Gotta throw the PC line in there. You know, I had yeah. a stuffed animal, a stuffed animal lamb, Lammy, who I still sleep mm-hmm. with when I'm at home in Virginia. And I don't eat lamb to this day because I have my favorite stuffed lamb. So you can just imagine how I feel about this chicken. Uh, this just points back, Ashley, to, to what I say over and over again. You have the, the most loving and... Um, intentional and deep heart of any person I've ever met. And so you would have a stuffed animal that you fell in love with. And as a result, you can't even eat lamb today. Uh, anyways, I wonder uh, this season coming up for Becca, we've, we've met her guys. Uh, some of them are really great. I, uh, I think we, we kind of go back to that very first interaction that uh, she had after the bachelor season on after the final road. Some of those guys were really loved. And I remember watching the TV and seeing the reaction from some of the crowd. I think Becca, I think the season for Becca, we're in for a good one. I think we're in for love. love. Her catchphrase is, let's do the damn thing. And JoJo's advice to Becca was, stay in the moment. Um, I'm sorry, Ben, I need to interrupt because the surprise guest is on the line and I don't want to keep them waiting. Oh, Okay, wait. Erica's in the room taping my reaction. So now I'm freaking out. It's got to be Lance Bass. I have an idea. Should we play a game? Yeah, like have, 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 we could have the guests disguise their voice. Disguise their voice, we can do that? And Ashley could ask yes or no questions. Yes! Try to figure it out, okay? Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'll explain hey. that to the guests. Stand by. 
Mystery guest, do not say anything. <laughs> Please, if you can, disguise your voice because Ashley was going to ask you yes or no questions to try to guess who you are. So maybe use a falsetto or something, but when you, <laughs> when you say yes or no, try to disguise your voice as much as possible. Do you understand, surprise guest? Of course I do. Perfect. You guys, can I just say that I, my heart is beating right now. I'm so nervous. Amy's in here now. Amy just walked in, and I'm so nervous. I'm so sorry to like the audience who listens right, to me Ashley, squeal. Focus. Yeah, Ashley, focus. Okay. Ask your question. Okay. Were you in a boy band? Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> Are you about 38 or 39? Actually, I'm a wee bit older than that, sweetheart. Ooh. Um, are you in a boy band in the early 90s or the late 90s? I would say both. Both? Early 90s. Are you you're not a new kid on the block? Dear God, dear God no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, you do a great job disguising your voice. Well, I, you know, I, I spent years doing musical theater, all kinds of film and TV things when I was a kid. So I've kind of developed a way to mask my voice if I have to. Have you been in any movies? Um, I've only really been in one about two years ago that was really more so straight to TV. But it was a lot of, it was so much fun actually filming in uh, Butte, Montana, actually. One of the most random places I've ever been in my life. You were in one other. I'm you, sorry? You were in one other movie that is slipping your mind, but you were, <laughs> you had a very popular cameo in a movie. Are you Joey Fatone? No. Am I on the right track? Yeah, you're getting closer. Um, you're. You're getting closer, but still a wee bit off. Are you AJ McLean? Yes! <laughs> That's amazing! Yay, hey, AJ! How are you, darling? Oh my gosh, I'm so good. How are you? I am doing splendid. Did Driving you, in traffic right now. Did you know that I'm going to see you on Wednesday? I have heard rumblings. Yeah, I'm oh not my really sure. Gosh. What's going on? But I have heard rumblings. Yes. Well, I know what what's going on, but I can't reveal that either because it's going to be a surprise to the audience that you're surprising. So. AJ, that accent yes. was phenomenal. Literally. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank AJ, <laughs> why are you here? Why are you talking to us? Well, you know, I'm talking to you because we have a brand new single, our first single in five years. Uh, coming out on the 17th of this month, which is literally in three days. Oh, my um, gosh. And also the same day, a video to coincide with the new single, which is the song is called Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And uh, you guys are not ready. You're not ready for the <laughs> single. You're not ready for the video. Um, this is a game changer. Absolute game changer. I cannot wait to hear it. Ben, do you care that AJ's on the phone right now? <laughs> I, I definitely care, AJ. <laughs> uh, hey, I would love to be able to react the same way Ashley did. Uh, huge fan <laughs> of you all. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I, you know, I got to give you a second here. So you, you, you've got new music coming out this Thursday, but you are still, you still have a residency in Vegas, correct? Yes, we do. Yes. Um, you know, it's funny. 
initially, when we first put tickets on sale for, for the uh, Vegas show, it was only supposed to be nine dates. Then we added nine more. Then we added nine more. Then we added nine more. And then after that, we added 52 more. 52 so, more. Oh gosh. Yes. So we are heading back to Vegas the end of July through August 12th. And then we go back again October, November. And then we finish up in February of next year. Um, and then we will be going on a world tour to commemorate our 25th anniversary this year. Yay! And to support, and to support the brand new album. Woohoo! I'm so excited. When Absolutely does the album come amazing. out? Um, we're hoping for the album potentially uh, fall of this year. That's kind of what we're shooting for. We'll see. Um, you know, there's so much going on right now, but we're definitely trying to just kind of lock everything down. But uh, we've pretty much cut, I'd say, a good chunk of the album thus far. Um, you know, just kind of basically just, just kind of honing in songs picking out a track listing. We're still actually in the studio currently recording as well. You know, we're not a hundred percent done, but we're also going to see how the single does and just keep pressing forward. I mean, we're super stoked about everything right now. I mean, things have just been kind of really falling into place. We're getting so much love um, from both radio, press, media. And, you know, we just got off of our six BSB cruise, which went splendidly. Um, you were so we were going to tease the single, but then we didn't, and fans are just chomping at the bit, which is awesome. You dressed up as Scary Spice on the cruise? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> which Did you each dress up as a different Spice Girl? Yes, we each did. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny because at first our stylist was basically trying to make me ginger and make Howie scary. I'm like, there's no way. That makes absolutely no sense. Oh, you're so scary. I am definitely Scary Spice. Brian 100%. was 40. Kevin was posh, Nick obviously baby, baby. and then Howie was ginger. Perfect. I think that's the perfect alignment. Absolutely. So much and baby. we were the Spice Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. AJ, I got to tell you a story. I, uh, I We've actually been about 10 feet from each other here recently, uh, and, I, and I, I'm just remembering this story now as we're talking. I was in Las Vegas, uh, I don't know, I, I can't even say it was last year at some point, and I had a crowd of people around taking pictures with me. And it was getting a little bit overwhelming just because those streets, you know, get so busy. And once one person gets a picture, the whole kind of crowd turns and starts wanting pictures as well. And I'm totally having a little bit of a moment because I start freaking out. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everybody's faces just turn and run away from me as fast <laughs> as possible. And the reason is because the Backstreet Boys were getting out of there, out of your van or limo at the hotel walking up the stairs and so thank you for saving me but also i got a i got a quick glimpse of your life and that's what leads me this question looking at life right now i gotta ask this is this still surreal to you i mean people are massive fans i've seen ashley shed tears over the backstreet boys did you <laughs> ever now, expect life on. to bring you, you to this point <laughs> you know i mean look it, we we always hoped and we always dreamed you know that this would, you know, stand the test of time and that this could actually have legs and continue for years to come. But, you know, back in the 90s, things were things were different and we just didn't know. And obviously, fortunately enough, we're, we, we've been so beyond blessed and beyond grateful that we've been able to stand the test of time for 25 freaking years. Congrats on 25 years. 
Thank you. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's still a shock, you know, that 25 years for, for anyone that's in our kind of line of work, as far as the boy band genre, it doesn't really happen, you know? And the fact that we've been, been able to stand the test of time to continue to put out great music, to continue to have the most amazingly loyal fans follow us through highs and lows and stay by our side to still be able to sell out tours, now have a, a you know Las Vegas residency, and here we are about to release our brand new single and our 10th studio album. It's, it's mind-boggling. It really is. But it's a true testament to our fans, and it's a true testament to the music itself. Hey, AJ, let's talk about super fans. Like, are they creepy? Like, you love them. Like, you don't get tired of seeing my face, right? It's not creepy? Never. Never. No. I mean, look, it's funny because there's been so many fans that have been with us literally since day one, and we've watched them grow up and start families just like they've watched us grow up, get married, had, you know, also have families. And to see all these, you know, faces that we've seen since the beginning, they become kind of family almost, you know, like they literally know anything and everything about us. And the same with us with them. Like we can, we know, point them out of a crowd. We know them by name. We ask, hey, how's your husband? Or, Aww. you know, how's your partner? How are your kids? You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very unique bond that we have with our fans that I think really, truly, like I said, is a testament to why we're still here. You know, we always try to go the extra mile with our fans. That's why we do our BSB cruise. It's a very intimate experience. You know, we do our meet and greet still. You know, we always try to go in the crowd for every show and, you know, give the fans that, that little extra something special, you know? You guys are so good to your fans. You really are so warm and welcoming. You. And you say hi to everybody you possibly can. I was just thinking about, like, I saw you at that Lance party in March. I'm going to see you on Wednesday. Then I'm going to see you at Wango Tango, Kiss FM's Wango Tango by yep. AT&T on June 2nd. And yep. then I'm going to see you again at the residency in July. And I'm like, wow, he probably thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> no, no, I love it. And you just keep on showing up. On, <laughs> you know what? We only have to worry when nobody shows up. That's <laughs> when we're like, um, guys, uh, I don't know if this is going to work anymore. But <laughs> people keep showing up. People literally, the, the love that we get from our fans and from media, press, radio, TV, everyone is just, it's so heartwarming because we really do love what we do. And I, I do have to say, if it wasn't enjoyable still, we probably wouldn't be doing this. I mean, we truly are doing this because it is that much fun. Actually, I have to ask you, I have to pause here and just ask, why are you such a big fan of the Backstreet Boys yourself? I mean, you really are, and you, you really love them. You always tell me how kind and nice they are the fans. Outside of any of that, like, what brought you to become a fan of the Backstreet Boys? Truly, their their music is timeless. Um, I just read a little factoid that they still play "I Want It That Way" at proms now, which is almost it's tw- it's over twenty years, about twenty years now, right? AJ, twenty years today, millennium. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, easily. Like it is, their music is timeless, and they're the they're the boy band that I have to say that our kids are going to listen to. Like they're going to be on the oldie station. Our kids are going to be downloading them, the or whatever it's going to be. Like that button in their brain <laughs> that, that they well, press play a on. Perfect, a perfect example is my oldest Ava is my number one fan. She literally walks around the house with her iPad playing our Chapter One Greatest Hits. Aww. She knows every song. Word for word. Now, recently, Daddy got trumped 
by The Greatest Showman, which is <gasps> one of the most... Ava has fantastic taste! Oh, my God. Like, okay, look, I, I was sleeping on the movie because I've been traveling and I've been going nonstop for the past probably three months between Backstreet and Solo stuff that I just haven't had time to watch it. And I watched the movie for the first time two nights ago. Ball to baby. I've been living with the soundtrack every day because my daughter knows every word. What an unbelievable soundtrack. Like, you could listen to some of those songs on Top 40 Radio right now. And, but you're, but you're absolutely right. Like, you know, Ava, she's five and she knows all the Backstreet Boy songs. Her favorite, which I'm a little bit leery of, is The Call. And what I'm do you like, mean? Well, because, you know, it's basically talking about being a cheater. So I'm like, look, you know what? Um, when you're when you're older, Daddy will explain to you why that song is kind of uh, catch twenty two, babe. But because she is recently becoming boy crazy, which is giving me gray hairs. Well, don't um, worry. The but, boy's yeah. crazy thing it happens at like five, six, and seven. Then you think they're yucky for a while until you're like ten or eleven. Well, hopefully she thinks they're yucky till she's eighteen and she moves out, and then I don't have to think about it. <laughs> I really, I really don't. I really don't want to have to think about it. You know. Oh my gosh, we could be on the phone with you forever. We did an entire segment on The Greatest Showman and how just, I've, I haven't felt passion like that for a work of art in the longest time. It was like for, for me, and this is no disrespect to, because I think Baz Luhrmann is one of the most genius directors in the world. My wife's all-time favorite movie used to be, used to be what still is up there, is, is Moulin, uh, Rouge. Moulin Rouge. And she said, after seeing this, like this is her new obsession because what she brought up, which is a really good point is to kind of have this period piece with basically modern pop music thrown into it. Like, and, and from what I read, the guys that wrote the soundtrack, like this is their first ever like job, like, Oh my God, like what an amazing start to a career, you know, writing these songs that are massive, and everybody killed it in the movie. I mean, everybody, I mean, Hugh Jackman, there's nothing that that, that man can do. Literally, cannot do. Mm. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and I love the way that you feel the exact way I feel about it. It needs to go on Broadway. And I would love to have Hugh Jackman play the role for just three months. You know, give us three months. I'll pay $1,000 to well, see. I mean, honestly, yes, I think it should go on Broadway. But. I think I should be Phineas T. Barnum on Broadway. <gasps> oh my God, AJ, don't put that in my head. And now I'm going to have to like make this happen. You know, I, I, it, it has been a dream of mine to do Broadway since I was a baby. Like I did theater growing up and I've never had a chance to do Broadway. But if this ever does go to Broadway, which I think it would be stupid not to. Yeah. I have to, have to, have to be up for the possibility of being P.T. Barnum. You would be fantastic. You'd be oh so God, fantastic. I have to give a little shout out to Moulin Rouge since we're on the topic. Um, this week, a preview of Moulin Rouge on Broadway came out. The new musical, it starts in Boston, but it's going to move over to Broadway later in the year. It stars awesome. Aaron Tveit, my absolute favorite Broadway actor, and it's directed by my favorite Broadway director, Alex Timber Timbers, and I could not be more excited. It's absolutely going to be fantastic. It's going to be greatest showman level. Okay, but moving on. Um, last question before we let you go, AJ. Jen, your manager, your longtime manager, huge Bachelor yes. fan. Have you gotten into yes. the show through her? I know that you were on Nick's season. Yes, and I and I did just see Nick at at uh, Atlanta's assistant Lisa's birthday party, and we were catching up. Oh, that's right. Um, 
you know, and I, and I, and it's funny. I actually drilled him. I said, okay, do you have any recollection of any of the choreography that we taught you? And he actually remembered a little bit of backstage back, but then he was like, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> but, um, you know, what's funny. My, my wife watches the show. Um, Jen did get me into it a little bit. Um, but what show Jen really got me like over the top about to the point where like, I've become friends with like the cast is big, is big, is big brother. Like I, I thought that that was the, like, in my opinion, like really watching a bunch of people in a house for like 24 hours a day. Like, how can that be enjoyable? <laughs> oh dear God. Oh dear God. I'm upset. <laughs> I agree. Uh, big brothers have you a comeback. AJ, Everybody's watching you it. Watch celebrity big brother. Cause that was amazing. Uh, you know what? That was the only one I didn't watch. And I, I also didn't watch season 19, which was strictly online. Like I didn't really like, I don't know, but I was going to watch celebrity. They actually asked me if I wanted to do celebrity. Uh, Pardon me, but, but we were actually back in Vegas during that February run. But one of my new now closest friends is actually Paul Abraham from season 16. Paul and I have become friends now for the last couple of years. And one of the nicest guys in the world. He got shafted twice. He should have won at least one of those times. But um, but no, I mean it's such a it's such a great show. Like I can't wait for the summer for the next season. Like I'm I'm like chomping at the bit right now. So would you do the show if uh, you had some time off? You know, I think I think I would if it was the celebrity one where yeah. the money you win goes to charity, nice. not necessarily in your pocket. Then I would do it because that's what it's, I, I think it's only like a two or three week run. It's not like the full. 90 days, you know? No, that's right. It's quick. I, I can't be away from my kids for that long. There's just no way. All right. Well, we can go on and on, but just <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. This has been a dream come true. My pleasure, darling. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Before you go, I just want to let everybody out there know once again, on June 2nd, the Backstreet Boys, you will be at Wango Tango. Ashley, you're going to be there in the pit. So if anybody's listening right now, make sure you buy tickets the Wango Tango on June 2nd. But if you cannot buy tickets, uh, from what I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you can watch Wango Tango on Freeform on June 3rd, which is the next day, 8 p.m. So check out the Backstreet Boys there. Perfect. Yes. It's it's your second straight year at Wango Tango. Yes, it is. And brand new single this Thursday, brand new video. And thank you for all your love and support. Thank you guys so much. And I can't wait to see you. And I can't wait to see what you think. You guys are evergreens. Yes, I can't wait to hear the single and see you on Wednesday. Bye. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, AJ. Yep. How sweet was he? He literally could talk to us forever. He's just so nice. Were you surprised? I was very surprised. When the camera came in here, I was like, oh, it's a boy bender. It's definitely a boy bender. They know there's no one else who can get me as excited. I am at the age where I've gotten to like... I've like reverted to only getting excited over who I've loved since childhood. Like everybody else, like all these, you know, real big celebrities. I'm like, oh, whatever. Hey, hey. But if I've loved you since childhood, I get excited over you. I mean, actually, just again, let's take a step back. Okay. Take a deep breath and realize that as a child, you watched these. You wore T-shirts of them. I've seen T-shirts of boy bands. Uh, that you've been wearing, and now you're interviewing him and talking to him. And then, I mean, I don't know how long you just straight talked to that guy. You talked his ear off for about twenty minutes. Um, is is this weird for you? It's it is the most surreal thing. It's the, really one of the few things that gets me so giddy. Like my my pitch goes up a couple octaves. 
it's so weird. But when I found out that I was interviewing the Backstreet Boys on Wednesday and how I was covering NSYNC's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame a couple weeks ago, there's nothing better. I can't believe this is happening to me. I am a professional fangirl and I love it. I could not ask for a better profession. <laughs> you literally are a professional fangirl. Well, hey, Ashley, uh, I hope when you go to these events and when you talk to the Backstreet Boys and you do uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, that you're able to see everybody super clearly. And if you're not, I've got the solution for you. Uh. Bubble. <laughs> Ashley, are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Definitely. Do you overwear your contact lenses to save money? Sometimes. Uh, Ashley, uh, do you wear contacts? Sometimes when I need to read prompters and such. Okay, so you, I mean, you definitely need uh, help with your eyesight. Mm-hmm, yeah. It, too much, I got nearsight. I'm so nearsighted because of my phone and the computer. I just stare at it all day long, and then I look up, and I'm like, well, I can't see words the other side of the wall. I mean, honestly, from hearing this, because you're using them now and then, it sounds like Hubble would be perfect for you because you get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day, and it's, it's less money. 60 contacts for $30. Do the math here. That's $1 a day. What? This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContact.com and get your first two weeks for free. Ashley, I mean, you're throwing contacts in and out. It'd probably be awesome, wouldn't it? To just put contacts in, throw them in the trash, and you're done. See, that's what I love because I don't wear them every day. I definitely need the kind that you just use and then throw away. I can't have it sitting in the little case with liquid in it for too long. That gets grody. Yeah, it's disgusting. So let me uh, tell everybody out there a little bit more about Hubble. We'll run through the points here. Quality diesel lenses for half the price of the other guys. Hubble sells directly to you, the consumer, so they can offer contacts for half the price. They can send you to the optometrist if you don't have a prescription today. Getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No more overpaying or overwearing. No more letting them sit in that nasty solution for weeks on, t- on end while you wait for the next time to put them in. So go to HubbleContacts.com to your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for what? Free! So go to HubbleContacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. Make sure to select our show at checkout. It's listed as Ben and Ashley, obviously. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contacts.com. Wear them. Get them. See clearly. You know, it's so funny when we start the show. I'm like, I have nothing to talk about. I don't know what happens in my life. I'm not interesting. And then I'm like, we're reading through all this stuff. And then I'm like, wait a second. I have to talk about this. And I have to talk about that. I have to talk about how you just said like how surreal it is that I get to talk to boy banders on the reg. And I have to yeah. say that they make it so easy. Like you would think talking to your childhood crushes and icons would be so nerve wracking, but they're so warm and sweet. I just need to give them a little shout out for that. That's great, Ashley. But let's also give a little credit to the people individually. I'm sure not every boy bander or every, you know, 90s, 2000s musician is super nice. I mean, AJ was incredible there. He made me feel comfortable and and I'm anxious <clears throat> and nervous all the time. <laughs> I guess I have to also like, I think it's because particularly because of AJ, who has made me feel so nice in the past. I remember this one time we were at an iHeart event last year and he came up to me. He was like, I've been following you on Snapchat and you're so funny. I'm like, what is happening? He follows me on Snapchat. And now Lance Bass follows me on Instagram, which I mean, a pinnacle of my life. Um, He commented under my instinct picture the other day and he was like, it was so nice seeing you, even though it was only for 10 seconds. Like when I was at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, they weren't doing interviews, but Lance came up to me and he was like, it's so good to see you. I'm so 
glad you came and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is so insane. My life is crazy. Um, Actually, I, I got I to gotta ask you a couple questions here. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm a little confused. Uh, is our NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, like, do they view themselves as competitors? Like, if, do they dislike each other? Was there a, <laughs> is there a rivalry? Well, What's that relationship like? Well, as we were just talking about, I last saw AJ in March at Lance Bass's assistance party. And how was I at Lance Bass's assistance 40th birthday party? Because my sister's boyfriend was DJing it. I didn't get invited. I don't want people to think I got invited. <laughs> so they are friends. Like AJ was invited to a Lance party. They're all really, they're all pretty close now. But yeah, back in the day, of course, there were times back in the day where I was like, oh, I can't, I can't go to this concert or that concert because that would be, you know, traitor like, but but that's not how it is. We're all allowed to love everyone. That's a thing, but that's a thing. Well, yeah, but that that's a thing. Actually, back in the day in the boy band era, I, I forget this, and I honestly I didn't enter into the boy bands. I was a ninety eight degrees guy. Ooh, um, but look at so, you being all but, unique. So there was a rivalry there. What is that, was that unique? Is that kind of like edgy? <laughs> it's definitely the like they never. I love 90 Degrees, too. My my dad always said, find a man like Nick Lachey, a man who will go to Home Depot and do the things around his house himself, even though he can afford to pay somebody to do it. Ashley, you're going to be at Wingo Tango, so make sure everybody goes. Uh, check it out, because all of this being said, I know I, I want to get my uh, boy band knowledge in, and but I have to say, uh, <laughs> iHeart is helping put on Wingo Tango. It is a huge deal. It is going to be amazing. Go check it out. Buy tickets. You don't want to miss it. It's the biggest, one of the biggest events of the year, right, Amy? Yes. No, it's our biggest concert of the year. I remember when I was okay. younger and I didn't live out in L.A. And I, before I was on The Bachelor, I would see pictures at Wango Tango and I'd be like, I just want to go to L.A. and go to Wango Tango. <laughs> now everyone can watch yeah. it on TV. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of TV, right. remember Josh yep. Murray? Of course we do. So he is on the line and... Okay. Here, I'm just going to throw this out there. I like Josh Murray a lot. Yeah. But he is a polarizing Bachelor cast member. Mm -hmm. So before we talk to him, I want to see what you guys think, because it's like, I like him. I want to like him. Did he get a bad rap? Does he get thrown under the bus after? Like, what happens? Mm. Take it I away, Ben. Oh, actually, I, yeah, I was going to say, oh, wow, uh, silence on the podcast. It's, it's the best podcasts are ones that, you know, nobody talks on. Uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, Sometimes silence can say I, so much. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really, I, and I mean this, I don't know, Josh, well, but I don't think any of us can sit here and say that maybe we, let's, you know what, we've gotten in trouble for this before. Let's bring him on. Let's ask him himself. Let's see, you know, what he has to say. About his own, like, character on the show? Yeah, I think we're yeah, just going to have on to ask Well, him. before we talk about that, I, I need to give in my own little two cents, just because I have had a season with Josh. I had such a huge crush on Josh during Andy's season. Uh, he was, I was like, please let that be my bachelor. And then I found out he won, and I was like, darn it. But, you know, just so charming and so insanely good-looking. He he's like a Gaston, like walking around paradise, like just like good morning, Ashley, as he does pull ups on the doorway. He's such a character and he was always nothing but so nice to me and so smiley and honestly very easy to talk to. 
everything that I've heard that is poor about him is not something that I witnessed firsthand necessarily, I think but you should through tell him others. This. Okay, so I think yeah. you should tell yeah, him because I think it'll tell. make him more comfortable. Okay. Are you out there? I'm here. Josh I'm here. Murray, Hello, thank you Josh. For joining the Almighty Famous Podcast. Uh, Ashley, I, I think we're just going to start with this. Josh, we were just uh, talking a little bit about your story and your character through the shows. And before we get uh-huh. to kind of the, the amazing, cool stuff that you're doing today, Ashley kind of has her thoughts on you personally. And I want to hear it myself <laughs> because, hey, let's not hide it. We've heard a lot about Josh Murray over the years. Ashley, we what are have. your thoughts? <laughs> okay, so Josh, I was just talking about how. You are such a, yeah, a polarizing character. Mm-hmm. And while we've all heard things that are sure. not so pleasant, I do have to say that I've never in, I've never encountered that with you. Like I was on a season with you mm-hmm. and you're nothing but yeah. super friendly and smiley and I even thought that on that season there was a lot of drama with Nick um mm-hmm. and I was I thought that that was overblown. I really tried to stay mm-hmm. out of that drama triangle for sure. on that season because I always thought you were so nice to me and I never really mm-hmm. saw anything. Um, well, but, I appreciate that, Ash. Yeah, but then I guess I do have to talk about all the other... I haven't experienced all the other like negative things that have been said about mm-hmm. you because I guess sure. I've never had like a really deep personal relationship with you. But how sure. do you how do you respond to all that? You, you even have a book written about well, you. Well, before uh, hold up, before we get this going, Ashley <laughs> calls you the Gaston of the Bachelor world. She says you would do pull ups in the morning and say hello to her with a big smile on your face, and you're super good looking. He's so, so Gaston like. <laughs> yeah, it's all in that right context here. Compliment. Yeah. Compliment. Okay, now go ahead, Josh. Talk about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very tough for me talking about myself. So that's that's tough right there. But I appreciate it, Ashley. Thank you. And it's um. Yeah, I guess it's been a struggle for a while because there's so much misinformation. Of course, I, I kind of had stayed away from the bachelor world for quite a while. You know me, I, I had very genuine um, interest in finding somebody on the show, so I kind of just focused all my attention on that. And obviously it worked out twice, but then it didn't work out twice. And, you know, the person that, that I talked to, and, and that's, that's who I am. That's who, it's, who I've always been. That's who I am when I'm not on camera. And um, there is a lot of a lot of drama that goes on in the shows, and I try my best to stay away from everything as much as possible. But, you know, unfortunately on the shows, I was with two girls who were highly sought after by other individuals, and um, as much as I try to stay away from drama, as we know, television creates a lot of drama. Um, there's a lot of things that happen, and, you know, it was very tough to um, be involved in that stuff. All I wanted to do was try to try to be friendly with everybody, to be honest with you. I've always been kind to you, Ashley, and everybody else that I've met, but um, there are other people in this in the franchise, obviously, who makes friends with a lot more people than I have because I, you know, was engaged a couple times. I live on the south, uh, the east coast, so it's tough for me to to talk to everybody. And um, you know, but I just I just try to focus on the positive. I try to focus on good people in life, and I try to just move on and do good, and and not really worry about that stuff anymore. So you know, people who meet me, I, you know, I hope they get a better understanding of who I am and not just of the edited character on television. And I know all of us have been a part of. Um, certain kinds of editing on TV that we don't like, but you know, it is what it is. There's two words that I would definitely be, I would use to describe you and that would be passionate and competitive. (laughs) I would say those are two very good adjectives to describe me as well. Um, I've gotten a little bit less competitive as I get older. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of give in a little bit in certain things, but I'm definitely very passionate. And um, I guess one of the things over these years has been a struggle for me since being on the show and obviously having a book um, written, is that there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of lies out there. And 
Um, I'm someone who is, I try to be as honest as possible, and it's tough trying to um, stay above the fray and to try to be good and not say bad things or hurt other people, even though they've hurt you in, in many different ways. And that's been a struggle of mine to pass. You know, there's part of me that wants to say everything and tell the truth, and then part of me is like, just move on. Who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's, that, that's definitely been a struggle over the years. But I've had so much support and so many people who know who I am that that's helped, that's helped along the way. I mean, Josh, what I'm listening to here is you obviously feel like the, the character that's been portrayed or the things written about you are incorrect. How have you handled that personally, and do you feel like you've done a good job representing yourself uh, and who you are uh, in the public and in the relationships that uh, you've been a part of. You know, I try to keep my, even though obviously, Ben, when we're on television, it's not a private relationship, it's public. But once I am in my relationship outside of television, I really try to focus on keeping it private and doing the thing um, possible to keep that relationship going and to really get to know that person after TV. You know, when we get engaged on television, it's a very short amount of time, and we really get, need to get to know these people outside of television as well. And um, as in any relationship, there are their ups and downs, but um, it, was, um, it definitely wasn't easy for a while in these relationships and the public eye and everybody just examining every bit and piece of your relationship. And while I tried to stay off of social media and what people said about me, um, others kind of, kind of got stuck into that, and, and, it, and it really affected relationships. And, um, you know, I just tried to, day in, day out, just be me. You know, I, am, I don't want to be known as Josh Murray on The Bachelor. Um, I'd rather be known as Josh Murray on an MTV show, Chance for Stars, that's going out there and fighting and working hard for charity. Um, that's what I really, really like, and that's what I'm about, is trying to get back and just to love and to, to be kind to people. Um, so, you know, we all get a certain kind of edit on television, no matter what. You know, if you don't, if you don't listen to what certain high individuals have to present, uh, say producer-wise, then sometimes you're going to look bad. But um, there's no excuse for anything, and you live and learn, and you move on. You've been on three reality shows now, Champs for Stars, The Bachelor yeah. franchise, and then also Single, uh, Famously, famously single. single. I have, yeah. Which one's the best experience, and which one do you think represented you the best? Oh, without a doubt. The last show I was on was absolutely incredible. The MTV Chance for Stars. Um, and I wasn't going to do it, but then when I was told that there was $150,000 going to charity of your choice, um, I definitely considered it, and I jumped in. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff with a, a charity called ESP Extra Special People, and um, I was on there and made the finals and almost won, but. When I go back and look at the show and look how they showed everything, it was it was pretty um, on point. There wasn't needed to be a lot of editing involved, and I really really appreciated the honesty of the producers in that show. So that definitely had to be the, the most fun that I've had on a, on a television show, and it was competitive in a sense, you know, not competitive trying to find love, but competitive as sports style. You know, I think in relationships yeah, w- in general, and you might have experienced this. There's two sides. His hers, and then what actually is the truth. And I think Mm -hmm. that's hard for people to realize when they're watching TV that it's like, you have a version of your reality, the girl has hers, but the truth is somewhere in the middle. And, you know, I think that that becomes something we realize much, much later. Sure, 100%, especially when you watch it. And, you know, I was was told by the producer that set everything up that I was kind of, I was an easy target because I was coming off of... um, you know, a book that was written about me that was extremely false, and, and it was an easy target to kind of get me going on when all I was focusing on was trying to be kind and then trying to see if I could find love on the show. So there's a lot of different motives that we don't realize so we look after the fact. But there's a lot of things that, you know, I've learned from that I made mistakes as well. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I totally agree, man. I'm listening to you. What is, I think for everybody out there listening, we often, 
we, on this podcast, we try to be as vulnerable and, and authentic as possible so that we can relate mm-hmm. with the listener. Um, you have been engaged twice and on the Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. You, you honestly, and I think we could all admit, you've had two of the messiest breakups in Bachelor history, or one, two of the most recognizable. What is something that you've learned about yourself, a mistake or a weakness um, that has kind of been formed and transformed by being in the public eye and seeing uh, some of the stuff play out on TV? Yeah, it's, it's really tough because you start to examine yourself after two failed relationships on television, and you don't want to put blame on the other person because obviously in any relationship, as we can all relate, it, it's a little bit of both. Uh, but I've had to take a look at myself and kind of how I handle relationships or how I handle things um, when stuff is done. But, you know, I don't want to beat myself up too much. You know, it is television, and people really get into it quite a bit. But um, the reality is when you're there for two months on the first back and two weeks on the second, you know, you try to fall in love. For me, I try, I try to make it work a little bit too quickly. The one thing I've, I've always been missing in life, and I feel very fulfilled with everything, is, is finding a wife and, and having children. I love kids to death, and um, my mistake was pushing those relationships too much. Even in the middle, um, both times, I knew that there were things that should have happened, and I should have walked away in certain, um, certain circumstances that I just didn't feel were right. And, and I kind of stayed, and, and I've learned that, listen, I need to experience all four seasons with somebody before I get engaged, before I make that huge commitment. I can't be pressured from the outside world and give in to those kind of pressures, and um, I can't live for everybody else. I need to do what I really feel is right and not rush into relationships, even though, you know, you want to please everybody. So I've kind of learned not to be as much of a people pleaser anymore. I've got to do me because when I've tried to please everybody else by making relationships work that I haven't necessarily totally wanted to be in, it has just hurt both people in the long run. And unfortunately, you know, I think I've been the only one to get engaged twice on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very high success rate of people staying together, and it's amazing the people that do. Um, but, yeah, you know, I have to, um, I just have to live and learn from all my experiences, and hopefully I've become a better person because of it. Are you dating anyone now? I'm not. I'm not dating anybody right now. No. I mean, hey, I, I get it. I get everything you're saying. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy uh, that you are pushing pushing on these shows for love. I think that's one thing Ashley and I always talk about is it's awesome when you see people go on to this show looking for a real love story to play out. I, I know for me personally, these shows have been a, uh, a self-checker many times. I have realized that my reaction to things are, is absolutely awful, that I'm way mm-hmm. oversensitive um, and often push my relationships out the door because of it. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. one of the beauties of The Bachelor to me. We talked about it last week, is these shows are therapeutic sessions to really get a wake-up call to who we are as people. Um, and so I guess from this podcast, we hope you find love. And, and Ashley, I don't know, would we like it to be on Bachelor in Paradise? <clears throat> For Josh's <laughs> sake, because I know that he doesn't want to do Bachelor in Paradise or a spinoff yeah. show again, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to find someone in real life. You know, I really... You know, we talk about some of the negatives that happened because of the shows, and there were a lot of things that were very hurtful to me and the way things were portrayed. But at the same time, there were so many positives to take away from the shows. And like you said, Ben, you know, learning about yourself and what you need to improve upon, I've learned a ton about that. It's given me a, a platform to do even bigger things with the charities I've been involved with and to really spread awareness. So there's a lot of positive that comes with that. But as far as relationships, I'd really like to, to find someone in the real world so I can get to know them off camera to make sure that they're not just putting on an act so people can like them, you know? It's a very different thing. Well, speaking of charity, you recently took a fan to her prom. Can you tell us about this story? Uh, it was um, it was honestly one of the best days of my life, but no joke. It was my brother and I helped, helped host an event for EFP, Extra Special People in Athens, and it was a pageant. 
where all the kids and the young people who have disabilities, such as like cerebral palsy, autism, Down syndrome, they, they perform a talent in front of thousands of people. And this girl, Mary Catherine, who is a beauty, she went on stage and instead of performing a talent, she called me to the middle of the stage and she asked me to go to prom with her. And I was speechless. I, I honestly, I started to tear up. Of course, I said yes. And, um, you know, a month later, we had a prom um, a couple weekends ago, and it was absolutely phenomenal. It was actually my first prom I've ever been to as well, and it was her senior prom. So she just, she looked gorgeous. We had a great time. And those are the kind of things that I really, really enjoy doing. And um, I was thankful that she asked me to it, so it was a blast. Did you, uh, did you just say that you was your, it was your first prom? My first prom, you know, back in high school, I, I tended to focus more on sports and my academics and really kind of took all the dances off. But this was the first time that I went to prom and I really enjoyed it. So it was a blast. As the hot jock, you didn't go to prom? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I honestly, I was so focused on what I needed to do to get to the next level. Um, just any kind of rehab and stuff from my surgeries and everything like that, that I really didn't care to go to these dances and proms. I was just kind of tunnel vision focused. Crazy. And you're doing another thing for charity. It's a live bachelor auction. It's benefiting the Susan G. Komen Foundation in L.A. on June 7th. It's called Babes for Boobs. What is that all about? (laughs) Babes for Boobs. um, It's there for Susan G. Komen, the chapter in L.A. And I I participated in it last year. It's going to be incredible this year. What what I'm going to be doing is me and Chase, we're going to be introducing a, a group of eligible bachelors. And we're auctioning them off for dinner dates. So all the proceeds are going directly to the Susan G. Komen L.A. chapter, um, who's obviously the, their promise is to save lives and end breast cancer forever. So it's going to be a blast. You know, the bachelors have, have an incredible time up there. Some even strip down a little bit for the fans and everything like that to get some higher bids. So it'll be fun. Girls in the L.A. area, think about it. You can yeah. go get a <laughs> mega successful, as it says, mega successful man for a dinner date woo him and then get a get a very successful boyfriend and benefit the susan g komen foundation like that's a yeah that's a great I mean, night you should definitely I mean, go it's gonna be a blast i think actually you need to go and you just bid on somebody All it's right. for a good cause and there right. needs to be one of the bachelors i mean come on sexy man everybody was gonna bid on you ben i uh, sounds like a great event yeah i mean i i'm all for getting <laughs> bid on and i'm all for uh, trying to help you out. Uh, this, you know, Josh, you're obviously staying very busy uh, with all these events. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess from everybody out there, uh, thanks uh, for raising some awareness and, and money for charity. Also, thanks for doing this in the name of, of The Bachelor. Um, yeah. You know, The Bachelor gets a bad rap sometimes. And we all know that this show isn't as bad as, as sometimes uh, the rap it gets. So, hey, Josh, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before you go? No, not at all. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I'm glad um, we're raising awareness for all this and stuff. And congratulations to you guys. Very successful podcast. And uh, hope you guys can have me on again. So I appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here, Josh. Maybe right, I'll, maybe I'll see you on I'm June moving to 7th. LA in June for two months. I have business out there, so I'll run into you. I'm sure. All right, I'll see you then. Okay, Perfect. bye. Bye, guys. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> he is polarizing. So I would like to know what the fans think of that interview that's great why don't they email us and tell us what they think yes please do you guys uh it's ben and ashley at iheartmedia.com we want to know all your thoughts on josh murray and that specific interview i don't know if there's been anybody ever 
be as polarizing in Bachelor Nation. Maybe Nick Vile. I mean, I don't know. Nick isn't as polarizing as he used to be. Nothing no. negative towards him. But once he did The Bachelor, people pretty much love him or and like him. Once and he did Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Uh, Josh Murray stands the test of time. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I... I don't know. I just, I just want to hear your thoughts. That's what we're going to do here. Um, I also want to hear everybody's thoughts on Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And while many people know what uh, Blue Apron does, many don't know about the types of meals you can eat when you get Blue Apron. I wonder if they have pizza for him. Mm. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I was going to ask him about them mm, because, like, Obviously, they dubbed it over. They mm, they use the same mm, over every pizza scene and over every makeout scene, but it's still funny. And I hope he has a sense of humor about it because I mean, I thought it was TV gold. It was amazing. No, yeah. a lot of that was. Um, there's just a lot going on right now in my mind. You're not just having burgers <laughs> for dinner. You're making short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun or a seared steak with thyme pan sauce and mashed potatoes, green beans, crispy shallots, all in under 45 minutes without a trip to the grocery store. Ashley, you like Blue Apron, don't you? I do. It's really, really delicious. I love that it has all these fresh ingredients, and the recipes, they vary all the time. It's Blue Apron's mission to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, even those people who don't necessarily know how to cook, like me, but they make it so easy. Did you hear what Blue Apron's doing with Chrissy Teigen? Yes, that's, that's what I, kind of rad. Yeah, no, I wanted I want to do the Chrissy it? Teigen thing. So Chrissy Teigen, you know, she's really known for her home cooking. She just makes she makes meals that you'd think that a model can't eat, but she eats them. And I love that. So they're using some of her recipes. Six recipes. Six of her recipes in the Blue Apron boxes. I really want to get hers. That's just like it's such a. It's such a great gimmick <laughs> that I am going to buy into. It's coming in June. Yeah. I think that that's kind of rad. It's really cool. But this this month in May, you can get pork chorizo tacos with radishes and roasted potatoes. Sounds really, that sounds like the perfect summer meal. Um, salmon and spicy orange salsa with quinoa and carrot salad, also very summery, and white cheddar cheeseburgers with balsamic glazed onions. Yeah, it's not just a regular cheeseburger. It's a white cheddar cheeseburger with balsamic glazed onions. Blue Apron is offering our listeners their first three meals for free. When it comes to dinner, let Blue Apron take care of the planning and shopping while you do the cooking and eating. You'll enjoy delicious meals like popcorn chicken and sweet chili cabbage slaw and cumin spice wonton noodles with vegetables and peanuts on the table in less than 30 minutes. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do for you. Ashley, you're a big foodie. So am I. Let's get some Blue Apron. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com backslash almost famous. That's blueapron.com backslash almost famous today. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Let's let's talk about Josh. I have some guts, so I'm going to say... Okay, you can things. say things. I'm going to stay quiet. Well, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because I like him. I have hung out with him. I went to Disneyland with him a few years ago with Amanda, and I had a really of good course. time with him and an interesting conversations and all that. I think here's what I'm going to say, is that he yeah. does not hold himself accountable for his mistakes. That was my interpretation mm-hmm. of the interview, that it becomes someone else's fault maybe did you guys get that that it's like a a producer or her or the book or this 
where we all need to sometimes go, you know what? Uh, I got engaged too soon. I messed up, whatever. You know, sometimes maybe that's it. Yeah. Because I like him. Well, I think I think it's okay in life. I mean, I think I, I did a Ben Bitches uh, podcast or a, a, a segment a few weeks ago. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I think this is why, like, I'm sitting here, my, 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 my can't even swallow is, um, you Wait, know, you can't swallow? Be wrong. Well, like, you just, I'm tight and I'm like, I'm just a little bit like that interview rubbed me a little wrong because it's okay to be wrong. And I think he is like, I, Amy, you've told me amazing things. I've never met Josh. You never I, met I think him? This should, no, I haven't. Hmm. Um, it's, it's totally okay to be wrong and it's totally okay to own up your mistakes. And I think this is a good lesson for life for all of us is, um, you know, sometimes uh, grace and acceptance is needed even in the midst of difficulties and uh, mistakes. And so, yeah, I just, I, I, I want people to, free, you know, to, to take a deeper breath and relax and know that, hey, you don't have to be perfect. None of us are. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of it. It's just, no, I think you make a, mistake, a good point. It. We all have. He might put a lot of pressure on himself to be yeah. perfect. Oh, definitely. And my thing is, I'm sure Andy's version of events or Amanda's version of events are not 100% accurate either. That's why I kind of said, like, it's somewhere in the middle. But I don't know that everyone's willing to admit their part in the mistakes made. Yeah. Quite well, possibly. Hey, here's the Here's the thing. I get it. Uh, we, we all strive after, you know, a lot of us have fears of failure. A lot of us have fe- fears of messing up. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, where the intentions lie, but as long as we're able to mess, uh, admit it when we mess up, uh, there's a ton of opportunities for growth. And I think that's the awesome thing about this show, uh, about life in general is that, uh, all of us know that, that none of us are perfect. And it's kind of this thing, and I, and I wonder, not to get off on a tangent, it's kind of this thing in this new social media world where everybody looks perfect all the time. Everybody looks like they're always doing so great things. I mean, when was the last time somebody posted a picture of them ma- making a mistake? That just doesn't happen. Um, and so we live in this world where the only thing we see is perfection. That's true. And it's very bad. I mean, it's really scary because, you know, Instagram makes us feel really bad about everything. <laughs> I try sometimes to just really take a break from it all. Ben, do you ever do that where you just don't look at social media? Because it can feel like your life isn't as good as everybody else's. Oh, all the time. A hundred percent. I mean, I am, I have a huge thing where I, especially recently over the last few months, just, you know, I'm working for generous and, and generous is an amazing company that's growing quickly, but I'm not getting paid through generous. Like this is a job that I work, you know, 10 hours a day on that. I don't get paid through. And so what happens is there's moments in my life where I, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I've had to start budgeting for the first time in a long time. And I've really had to start, you know, take being conscious of my decisions. I mean, my car right now, I don't have any anything like brakes and the computer system is blown and I'm not buying a new car because I don't know if it fits into my budget. Um, and mm-hmm. so I've started to look around me and go, what's wrong? Am I, am I falling behind? Is, you know, am I not doing as well as the people in, that exist in this world as well? And I realized that I'm very happy. And that when I, the only times I get super down on myself is when I'm looking around me at everybody else's life. And I'm looking on social media, who's traveling to what location and who's going to what festival and who's going to what concert and who's posting about this and that. Um, so, Amy, yeah, I do. Uh, I really had to start doing that because I just realized I was getting in a pretty dark place if I didn't. You know, when I really don't look at social media and mm. this is like 
I'm really showing you guys my insides here mm. on every single holiday. I hate looking at social media on holidays. Really? I just be- feel like people feel pressure to post things and oh. be like, look at my perfect family. Look at my blah, perfect blah. Christmas. Look at my amazing New Year's. Look at how great my Valentine's Day was. And I just like, can I please stick my head in an oven? I hate the peer pressure to have to take a picture to prove that you have a wonderful family. Like even on Mother's Day, which, yeah, I'm obviously I'm obsessed with my mom. My mom is the greatest in the entire world. I'm the most blessed and but she doesn't have an Instagram, you know, I posted with her honestly because of the peer pressure of it, because I know that she's not going to see it. Right. And it's just like, oh, I just want to prove to you guys. Like, don't forget. I don't I, don't worry. I didn't forget my mom today. Here she is for all of you to see. Not her. I mean, I don't I honestly don't get it. We don't need to post. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of peer pressure when it comes to holidays and showing off what you're doing. And that's not what's important. Be in the moment. That's right. And, and speaking of holidays, I called my mom yesterday. I think, I don't know if you saw us on Twitter. I called her. I was still, you know, I was still pumped. Uh, they're doing a little trip right now. And I said, Mom, happy Mother's Day. She goes, oh, the fruit of my loins. I know. I saw your tweet. <laughs> is that not the, the weirdest? I mean, that is the most disgusting image and thought and statement I've ever heard of before. When I saw you tweet that, I was like, wow, when I really take apart the words in that phrase, it's pretty gross. Oh, the fruit of my loins. Anyway, the truth is this. uh, None of us are perfect. We don't have to be perfect. Uh, We're all trying trying the best we can. Um, So anybody out there listening, take a deep breath. Uh, Realize we're all in this together. We all hate Uh, holidays. This podcast (laughs) Oh my- we all hate holidays. <laughs> I don't hate holidays. I hate the fact that during holidays, you're so focused on getting the perfect picture and not being with your family because you need the perfect picture to post on Instagram so that other people who don't really know you think that you're having a great time. Here's what I'm happy about. We made it through all my least favorite holidays, and <laughs> now we are into my three favorite. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Summer and holiday. Labor Day. Those are my three favorites. They're really nice. Because it's all, like you can do nothing. Holidays. Yeah. They're the holidays that you appreciate you more as you get older. feel like pressure on those days. You know what's stupid no, that no. I've come across lately? Oh, it's, good. it's in line with people taking pictures and posting them and proving that they're having a good time. Why do you tape an entire concert on your phone? Why can't you just enjoy the concert and be in the moment? Because you're taking video of it. To prove to people, I think, to post so you can prove to people that you were there. But then, one, you're not in the moment, and two, you're never going to watch that video back. Have you ever been lying in your bed at night and you're like going through old pictures, which I like to do sometimes? I'll be like, I'll look at my pictures all the time, but I'll never click on a video from a concert and be like, I want to watch this now. You'll never see me with my camera out at a concert. I only do it for 15 seconds. I'll do it for Why the Instagram do I story, want and that's a it. picture from a thousand million miles away. Yeah, there's that too. It doesn't even matter if you're in the third row. It still looks like you're super far away. So when I was younger and I was at boy band concerts, I would take my camera and I would take pictures the entire time because I'd want a picture to blow up. And that's what I did. I would like blow up poster sized things for my wall. But now I don't understand it. I don't understand being an adult and taking videos at a concert. Ben? I've I don't go to many concerts and I've never been to a boy band concert. So I, I yeah, just watch the concert maybe. 
I didn't know this was a thing. So I'm learning as we go. I do see a lot of the stories being told on Instagram uh, at concerts. Ashley, uh, hey, I, we got to transition really quickly um, into our email segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, I have a question that I've been dying to ask you for the last few weeks. What? If you were to do one reality show outside of the Bachelor franchise, what would it be? It might be Survivor just so that people could laugh at me. Just for the just for the sake of other people's entertainment. <laughs> just just for the comic relief. Well, one thing about Survivor that I've heard is they don't get a lot of sleep on Survivor. Um, but I bet they would if they had a sleep number bed on set every day. You've heard me talk about my sleep number bed and how great of sleep I get every night. My sleep number setting, I, I've, I've increased my number to a 90. My sleep IQ score last night was a 75. Maybe you consider a sleep number bed but thought you couldn't afford one. But can you really afford another restless night's sleep? I wonder that. Mm. I, I question that. Actually, a great how question. well do you sleep at night? I have to say I sleep pretty well. <laughs> I, why not? <laughs> because you sleep on a sleep number. Before you do anything, you've got to go to sleep number store and experience the adjustable comfort of a sleep number bed. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. That's the thing. Amy, you and I don't. So I don't know what that means. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side of the bed uh, so you can figure out what is best for you personally. Sleep numbers are smart, effortless, and comfortable. The sleep number beds let you choose the comfort and support that's right for you. It adjusts on each side, so it's the perfect bed for couples. I don't, I don't know what that means for me. I'm, I just sleep in my sleep number alone, but that's fine. Do you sleep only on one side? Well, this, this is the cool part about, about my life right now, and I've said this on, on this podcast before, is I actually adjust each side separately. So, like, in the middle of the night, if I need to roll over to, to get a little more firm or a little softer, I can do that. So, it's actually, like, for me, sleeping in two beds at once. It's really awesome. You can actually feel how it contours your neck, shoulders, and back and hips for more proper spinal alignment. And the new sleep number beds are even smarter. They sense your every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably. There's even an adjustable adjustment for snoring. Does your bed do that? I don't think so. Our beds do. Come in during the semi-annual sale and you'll find final clearance savings of $500 on a pressure-relieving sleep number queen C4 mattress. Now, only $1,099.99. There are more than 550 sleep number bed stores. Visit sleepnumber.com to find the store near you. I'm telling you, it's worth the $1,099.99 because you're going to sleep great every night and you know, adjust to, to whatever you want. Make your partner happy. It's going to be awesome. Uh, go to sleepnumber.com today. Hey, Ashley, we've got a few emails. Uh, I, I'm going to let you pick the first. You got a good one for us? Mm-hmm. This is from Susie, and I would really like to get Susie on the phone if we're able to. She is in my I Don't Get It podcast group. Um, she's a great fan, and this is what she wrote to us. I'm writing you to ask you guys if you would like to create a Facebook group for the podcast. I'm an active member of the amazing I Don't Get It group, and I think it helps to engage new people. It also, just my own little side note, helps us figure out what to talk about on the podcast, what people really love and what people don't really care about. Now, going back to Susie, we comment about the podcast and others get curious and listen to know what we're talking about. Um, it says, and then she continues to say, I've created the group and she's ready for it to be open if we allow it. Uh, and I believe Susie's on the podcast and I am just so excited that Susie's here and getting to talk to Ben, her ultimate celebrity crush. Oh, hey, Susie, how you doing? 
Dying, obviously. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? We're so good. How are you? I'm freaking out, but I'm trying to maintain my composure. So, Aww. by the way, I'm sorry if my English sucks, but I speak Spanish, so bear with me. Your accent is beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so how will this work, the Facebook hey. group? Well, um... As you know, there's a great community on Facebook that we've created with the I Don't Get It, right? You're right. But um, the, almost, the Almost Famous Podcast also has a great community and support on Facebook. So we've been thinking about doing one uh, to support the podcast, too, because there's, there are, like, different topics, right? And we also want to discuss Bachelor Nation, and Ben Beaches is our favorite, so we want to bitch about so many things on the Facebook group, and we thought that we would we will create a you know a place where it's safe to teach about everything we want. We want to know who the heck are some people <laughs> that we have absolutely no idea about. And so yeah, I reached out, and you guys were kind enough to tell me to go ahead. I have to say, it has been so helpful for the I Don't Get It podcast. It's given us so many topics to discuss that we wouldn't have thought of ourselves. And yeah, you're right. We would love some Ben Bitches topics, and we would love to know who you guys want to know more of and the who the heck are you. And of course, if we talk about something too much or we talk about something too little, you guys can let us know. And then you're right. It, it creates this great friend group, really. It also helps with the audience because, like, for the I Don't Get It, so many times um, they start discussing the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So many of the girls who haven't heard that episode yet, they will have to find the episode, listen to it right now, so they can come in in the conversation. Susie, I am so pumped that you're joining this team. Uh, you're going to help us out so much. This is a great way to connect. Um, I, I thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, I know Ashley really appreciates your, your work with the I Don't Get It podcast, and, and the future is very bright for your involvement uh, with the Almost Famous. Wow, I've been banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I started using Facebook again because of the I Don't Get It group, because it's so entertaining, and it's so much fun to chat and look at all the topics on. So I'm excited to have another reason to go on Facebook now with the Almost Famous podcast group. And what do people do in order to find it? They just type in Almost Famous podcast in the search bar on Facebook? Yes, exactly. Or facebook.com slash group slash Almost Famous podcast, and they will find it. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm so excited to see people join this week. Is it open to all members or do people need to get approved? Um, we've said uh, three questions that are really helpful for you guys if you want to get them. Um, we asked about what do they want to hear Ben Beach about, what was their favorite episode, so that we can collect better, but everyone is affected. I think that you guys vet for the I don't get it, and you also vet for Help I Suck at Dating. So let's go ahead and vet ours, too. I mean, I'm going to um, go on in here and say, please, then join the group. Please, guys, join the I Suck at Dating group because everyone wants to talk to you. I would love to talk on the group in Facebook. I'm not a Facebooker. Uh, you will be I now. I would love to be a part of this I, w I will be now. Susie, thank you so much for organizing the podcast group for us. I can't wait to start discussing in it.
Okay, thank you guys. All right, thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. Ben, you have no idea how fab it is to have a Facebook group. I truly, it was truly the reason that I got back into Facebook and I started checking it regularly. You're going to really enjoy it. It's fabulous and it's fun. I'm not sure if it's fit, but you know what is fab fit fun? The fab fit fun box, which is delivered directly to your home once every quarter. Chloe Kardashian loves it. Bethany Frankel loves it. Martina McBride and Ashley Tisdale and Ashley Simpson and Nikki Reed and Aisha Curry. They all love it too. And now you need to add your name to that long list of fans. Spring is here and the Spring FabFitFun box is out and available and they sell out super quickly. So you better get on FabFitFun.com and plug in our code, which is almost famous. You can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. That is FabFitFun.com. Use our code almost famous and treat yourself to things like a Rachel Pally reversible clutch, which fits so much, way more than your average clutch. A free people and understated leather eye mask, which not only covers your eyes fully so you can get a great night's sleep, but you can also ice your face with it. And we all know that I love icing my face because there's this little pack that you can stick in the freezer. Then there's Murad Skin Perfecting Lotion. Murad is a great brand. A Physique 57 Massage Roller and much, much more in the spring box. So head over to FabFitFun.com, plug in the code ALMOSTFAMOUS, and save $10 on your first box. Absolutely incredible. The boxes are coming out very soon. The summer boxes are almost here. They are worth it. These are great, great products. Like, they're actually... They sell out, I think, every every season now. So make sure you get out there early. Purchase your FabFitFun box today or as soon as possible. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Yeah, you're telling me. Before Ben bitches, do you guys see that a, a bachelor got married? Oh, yeah. So apparently Jerry O'Connell got married over the weekend to a Playboy not, bunny. Not Jerry Not O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. He's married to Rebecca. Um, <laughs> what was his name? Charlie. <laughs> ben, did you ever watch that season with Charlie O'Connell? No. I, I mean, honestly, when, we, when I got the news of this today, I had no clue who this guy was. That had to be a long time ago. I don't. I mean, so if you it saw was. him or heard his name, would it ring a bell that he was one of your fellow bachelors? Um, yeah, I mean, I knew that the O'Connell name was on there. Uh, I mean, he's 43 years old. Uh, so I bet he was the bachelor. What? I mean, we got to think 15 years ago. Yeah. He was the bachelor a long time ago. Wait, how many years ago did Ben say? 15. 15. No. I think it was 15, Amy. <laughs> no. Yeah. No way. Mark's Be- looking it up right now. No, it's like say, 12 or 13. The girl he married looks exactly like the girl he picked oh, really? on the show. Oh, Google really? it, you guys. Have to tell me that I'm not wrong. That's really funny. There's somebody else in the Bachelor community who has a whole bunch of exes that look the same. Is it you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I? No. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. What does your girlfriend look like? So. Like your girlfriend before Lauren. Yeah. She was a, no, she's a brunette, really beautiful, tall brunette. I mean, both very pretty, but definitely don't look alike. Not at all. Oh, okay. Charlie O'Connell was the bachelor yeah. in uh, spring of 2005, so 13 years. Oh, yeah, see, very close. I mocked Ben, <laughs> but I was wrong. So there was not, was, was there, okay, so Jerry O'Connell, there wasn't a Baldwin, was there? 
No. Oh, for some reason, I feel like there was a Baldwin bachelor as well. (laughs) There was a Baldwin, Andy Baldwin, but he wasn't a Baldwin, like related to Alec. Oh, he wasn't related? No. Oh, I always thought he was related. No, you thought they had a fifth brother? There's so many Baldwin brothers. Of course, I thought there was another one. 2007. In 2007, Andy Baldwin was the bachelor, but he's not related to Alec, Daniel, Stephen, or Billy. Oh, okay. If a Baldwin was a bachelor, that would be one of the best things I've ever witnessed. <laughs> I think no Baldwins are single or, or I would kind of be into that. You'd right. ship it. Ooh, and that's something I've learned. This yeah, is something, something I learned on this podcast is you'd ship it. I want to hear what Ben's going to bitch about. Okay, Ben, what are you going to bitch about? Uh, is it time? It's for the time. Po- is it time? Yeah. Do you feel ready? Yeah. I feel ready. This came up today. I, I I've had a lot of time to think about this segment. Obviously, last week um, I, I passed it off uh, to, the, to keep you know myself free from rage. Um, and this week actually just came to my mind today. Okay, uh, I get mad about a lot of things, but there's very few things I get madder about than than feeling dumb for inappropriate reasons. And one thing that always makes me feel dumb are those stupid security check codes that you have to type in when you have to change your password to prove you're not a robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, hey, oh, my God. Yes. Rewrite, like, capital R, lower <laughs> Z. Like, then you have to guess if it's an L or an I with a three in the middle and it's twisted sideways. I mean, this stuff, part of my French, is bullshit. <laughs> it makes me feel dumb every time. Oh I God. never get it right. You never get I it right. I just feel blind. I had to I do it to nine times. Exactly. I have to then prove to my computer <laughs> that I'm not a robot. Why, for any reason in the world, do I have to prove to my computer that I'm anything? That computer should be worshiping me. It should be doing everything I ask of it. That computer is my tool to use, and instead it's questioning me on if I'm a robot or a human, which then confuses me because I get confused if I am a robot or a human or if I'm just so stupid that I've forgotten my alphabet and my numbers. I'm sick and tired of these things. Oh Come up God. with another way to prove my identity. I'm done with it. That's my bitch segment. Take them off. Wait, ben, no, I've never no, heard no, you no. so angry before. Ben, this is the best thing that you thought of because I swear to God, I was doing this last night. I was trying to email a sex expert. Weirdly. Wait, what? Yes, I swear to God, this famous <laughs> sex expert. And you had to type that in to prove you're not a robot. I swear to God, a rectangle was one of the things. Is there? I, I spent. It's unbelievable. I spent 20 minutes looking at my keyboard for a rectangle. Is there a rectangle? Does anybody see a rectangle? No. Because it was on three of the no. codes. So I have to kept having to be wrong, wrong, wrong. Was it D? It was a freaking rectangle. I'm not. <laughs> That's crazy. Work, Ben, I can't even handle that you just did this because it is so true. Uh, Mark, you're in studio there. Uh, do you agree with this? Yeah, he I mean, agrees. Is this, is this universal? Like, Last this night universal I was doing the writing? one. I was trying to get my daughters signed up on the American Idol app so they could vote. And they do the one where it's uh, select all the squares that have a street sign in it. And I couldn't yes. figure that one out because, like, the corner of a street sign was kind of in a square. I'm like, I'm sorry, kids. I don't know how to do this. Yeah, or there's, like, a building and you're like, is that a sign? Right. I don't know is what's happening. Is that a storefront? <laughs> That's funny. It really yeah, just makes hey, me feel blind. Not dumb, but blind. Well, 
I, it makes me feel a lot of things, all of which I'm very insecure about. Uh, there's one thing, though, out there that does not make me feel insecure. One thing that doesn't make me angry, and that is one of our favorite sponsors, BioClarity. I actually uh, has, I was working at an event this weekend, and one of my good buddies, he's 24 years old. He struggled with skin, uh, his, his skin his whole life. He mentioned to me in passing, he goes, hey, from listening to your podcast, I purchased BioClarity, and my skin has never been better. And, and I, I know he means it. There, we get tons of listeners. Uh, tons of emails every week saying how great BioClarity is for them. It really does enhance your confidence and enhance your skin's health. Uh, and I want to tell you a little more about it, um, not because of their just sponsorship on the, the podcast, but because we really believe in them and we'll ship, we'll ship them, uh, I guess, as a product to anybody out there. Whether you're looking for a clear skin uh, care regimen or just a healthy skincare routine, BioClarity has you covered. BioClarity now offers two skincare routines. The clear skin routine, which involves the cleanse, treat, and restore methods, clinically proven to fight acne, soothe skin, reduce, reduce pore size, minimize redness, and even out skin tone. It's best for oily, combination, or blemish-prone skin. It targets the root cause of breakouts. You can see results in as little as two weeks. Then there's the essential routine, which involves cleansing, restoring, and hydrating. This is best for normal, dry, or dehydrated skin, oftentimes in Denver, this is what I tell my friends to get because it's very dry out here. It doesn't clog your pores, which means it won't clog your pores and it's lightweight. Soften skin with Hydrate, a lightweight, breathable moisturizer, helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. BioClarity products are loaded with nourishing plant extracts and Floralux. Floralux, a clever form of chlorophyll, is proven for soothing away blemishes. It's just like green juice on your face. I'm, I'm drinking a green juice right now. I can't imagine if I would just pour that thing on my face. It would feel very similar to BioClarity. Detox and rebalance with BioClarity. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan plus cruelty-free. Start a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code FAMOUS. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code FAMOUS today. Ashley. Yeah. We have a really special guest coming up on the 22nd of this month. Uh, We're about eight days away. Uh, from a podcast that I think will blow people's minds. I'm so pumped for it. Today's podcast was great. We we got the fangirl out with AJ. So uh, cool. But we have Becca, the actual bachelorette, coming on the podcast for one of her first interviews. Are you excited about this? I'm so excited. I'm glad we have an entire hour with her so we don't have to rush. She's just going to show her shining personality, and I think it's a great way to get the audience pumped for the start of her season on the 28th of May. She's a Minnesota girl from Prior Lake and currently lives in Minneapolis. Uh, do you think she's going to go after the, what, like, what kind of guy do you see Becky going after? I think she's going to go after like a Midwest sweetheart, just like a really down to earth guy. I actually don't think she's going to be the kind of bachelorette who gets caught up in the appearances. Like if there's like a super hot guy, I don't think she's going to be completely drawn to him just for looks. I think that she's going to be into guys that, for their personality, genuinely. I, I think so, too. I, I feel like Becca just kind of represents everything the Bachelorette is. I mean, a lot of our Bachelorettes have. But, you know, she's been brokenhearted on national TV. Um, she has a, a great job. She's a Midwestern girl. I think Becca represents 
a lot of the stuff uh, that we're going to root for and cheer for as a bachelor. I'm personally really excited to get to know her better. I've never had a conversation with her. Have you? Yes, I have. I did an interview with her for Cosmo um, on one of her her first one-on-one dates, and she really liked that guy. And I'm excited to see how far this guy goes. I think, I think he could get up there. So uh, for all the listeners out there uh, that are currently listening to the podcast, we are going to have Becca on again. On, on the 22nd of this month, that will be two podcasts away from now. Um, please write in at Ben and Ashley, iHeartMedia.com. Send us your questions, uh, any thoughts on Becca, anything you're excited about. Uh, and we'll try to wrap through. I mean, I, I think we can do a whole segment with Becca on Spitfire and some questions from our listeners. Also, you guys don't even have to use the email if you join the Facebook group, the Almost Famous Facebook group. And one of my first questions I want answered on the Facebook group is spoilers. Do you guys like it if we tease spoilers that we get a hold of or should we just not talk about them at all? That's a great question. Ben, what are your thoughts on that, too? Because there was an article on TMZ this weekend that revealed one of Becca's uh, hometown date guys. And I wanted to get your take and Ashley's take on it. And then everyone listening, should we talk about those stories or not? You know, the the thought is to me, I don't know if those small spoilers are a problem because from what I understand, and I know this to be true in Denver, uh, when there was a hometown date, it was very public. I mean, they were tweeting about people should go to this event and go to this date. So the bachelor is obviously not trying to hide that there are hometown dates existing and who's on them because they're inviting the public in. And as long as we don't ruin the major aspects of the show, we, we should talk about it, right? What do you think, Ashley? I kind of agree with you on that. Like, if they're not doing anything to stop spoilers and they're inviting the public, how can we not talk about it? But at the same time, when I saw this sheet of paper in front of me with spoiler alert on it and a guy's name, I am kind of disappointed because I don't want the show spoiled for me. So I guess if we do talk, I mean, whatever, it's going to be spoiled for me. It's just how it goes. But if the fans don't want it spoiled, then what we're going to have to do is literally be like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, and give them the direct time is yeah. when they can start to listen again. We could make all our spoilers like one minute in length. So they, yeah. know they can like, come we'll back. time it. But- yeah. Let's not get too spoily, though. I don't want to become that. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to become those spoiler-esque podcasts where, you know, we're, we're dropping these bombs on people to ruin the season. I, I Let's just always stay in the line of hinting or like kind of, uh, you know, tipping off a little piece of the franchise that we think will make it more interesting. You know, something to make it a little more engaging for the audience. Okay. Like, you know, the Ari spoiler last season, I think, was great. Yeah. Just the one big one. Some people were not happy when we revealed that. So we have to trust Ben. We'll just trust Ben. Okay. (laughs) In Ben, we trust. (laughs) That is true. All right. Well, I want to say a huge thank you to AJ McLean for dedicating so much time to be here today. What a sweetheart. And then Josh Murray, thanks for coming on, especially when, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about this interview and, you know, pick it apart, I'm sure. They, yes, and I think they will. And, and yeah, seriously, Josh, I know you're risking a lot by coming on the podcast and really speaking about this stuff in general. So thanks for coming on the podcast today. Please write us in about your thoughts on that uh, interview uh, and kind of, you know, all the scrutiny that he's faced over the years. Also, thank you to Susie for creating our Facebook group. That is a huge deal. Um, she should be celebrated, and uh, she has joined our team. And I think, I mean, I think everybody here from iHeart to uh, Ashley and I, uh, we're excited to, to kind of an, enhance our presence in the social sphere, and I think this Facebook group is a great way to do it. So, Susie, thank you for listening, and thank you for taking the next step and in getting involved more. Ashley, 
a great co-host. Have an amazing week. I will see you in Las Vegas. You in Vegas. A live podcast from Las Vegas uh, that will air. Amy, when will that air? That day. So we're going to do it live from Vegas on Thursday, this Thursday. So we, amazing. the last week we teased a very special thing that's going to happen this week. What is that special thing? We can thing? reveal it. <laughs> ben, do you want to reveal since it has to do with you? Yeah. Uh, I would love to. This is such a big deal for me and one that I just still uh, can't really understand. And, you know, quite honestly, it's kind of funny. Uh, I now get to pay money to play myself. And what I mean by that is I have a, uh, along with a couple other bachelor guys, we have a um, slot machine going into the MGM casino in Las Vegas, and it's being revealed this week. So I have to pay money to play myself. You have to pay money to play me. Go out to Vegas, go to the MGM Grand, play the Bachelor Stop Machine. It's actually a ton of fun. Um, you know, I, I I just think this week is going to be one that is a little surreal. And now uh, I'm sure I'll be getting texts and pictures all over the place from people <laughs> that visit Vegas and see my my mug come across the screen and say, sorry, you've lost my um, <laughs> Wait, Ben, Amy, can we talk about, can we tell people uh, what time we're going to be there on Thursday? Sure. Okay, so if you guys want to come see the reveal of Ben on a slot machine, we'll be at the MGM Grand at 11 a.m. On Thursday. Hey, we'll see you there. With that, this has been Season 5, Episode 7 of the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you later. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 